The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's always game day in Cleveland. We love having you on board. And if you like what you're listening to, just remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Daryl, I'm going to start. Well, I'll let you start, obviously. Let's do this. Where should the Browns be playing football, say, seven or eight years from now? I'm going to say in a retractable dome not located on the lakefront. Okay, where would you like to see it? And with the turf field. Because that's the other part of this, too. They have to decide if they want to keep playing on turf or, or if they want to pl- keep playing on grass or do they want to switch the turf. Perfect example why that's important. This year, so the Browns have, uh, in no particular order, they have Monster Jam coming up, they have two concerts coming up, and they have Top Golf coming up, all before the preseason opener. The second concert actually happens eight days before the preseason opener. So the grounds crew has eight, well, less than eight days. They have about seven or six days to get the grass field in shape, safe and playable for a preseason game. That's going to be very, very challenging. It usually takes a grass field. You need about two weeks to rehab it and really get it going. They've got eight day, less than eight days to make that happen. So that's challenging. If the Browns currently like played on turf, 
Hell, they could have a concert the day before a game and play the very next day. And again, that goes to the economics of being able to use this building more and more and more. Playing on a grass surface prohibits that a little bit, uh, aside from the fact that it's open air because you can't do anything besides play your football games in, in, in season, and then you have to wait until the weather clears in April and May before you can start booking the place again. Whereas with the Dome, guess what? You can book that building year-round and basically have events from day to day without worrying about having the grass ready to play. So, um, yeah, I think that them building a retractable roof dome so that the diehards can have their wish of when it's nice out or whatever, you can still play in open air, but... When the weather's really, really crummy, close the roof, play in uh, good conditions, or hold whatever event in indoor conditions as well. That's that's so, just my take. Daryl, I'm not a horticulturist on this, but I agree with you on the retractable dome. Jeff and I have been talking about it for 12 years. Again, it's about the n- number of dates that we have in that facility, and we don't have enough dates going on right now in a publicly funded building that needs to be more active, that they need to have it. And again, I just say, go look at all the things they've had in Indianapolis. Yep. The other thing I don't know, I mean, if I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream big. And if it's not my money, I'm spending it, but I'm probably going to stay with a grass field and go to the tray that they have in Arizona. And I don't know how that works during the winter, <laughs> but if you can have a tray, the tray of grass, I don't know if it works or not. I if don't there's think a way to figure it out. I don't know of any cold weather trays that are out there. I do know the Arizona no. tray. Exists. Arizona and Vegas are both on trays. Right. And so I don't know if there's a way to do it. And, you know, I, I don't know the be a heated tray. It would have to be a heated tray. Yeah. Which would up the cost of the tray, by the way. I, I agree. Uh, so anyway, but that's what I would like Remember, to see. I agree. Floors cost more money. <laughs> what does heated floors cost more money? Well, that's true. I mean, I'd you, like to have uh, a heated driveway. So I, don't have to, out there. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to shovel my driveway during the winter, too, well, if I had a heated, heated driveway. driveway. They just put gas pipes underneath the brick, and then you're good to go. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, Is that at the, is, is that at the uh, Andy Baskin Palatial Estate? You got a heated driveway? Between that and the salt that I try to lay down every year before I wipe Ooh. out on ice, which happens every year, Bad too. idea. So. Oh, salt's going to destroy your concrete. Uh, well, anyway, we don't use it anyway. So I just fall. I'm just good with that. All right. So, uh, Daryl, uh, again, and, and we have another topic that I really think we need to talk about who's paying for this coming up here in a second. But if you had to pick sites, where is your number one site for this pl- team to play? Well, selfishly, because I want it to be like five minutes from my house, I'm going somewhere out by the airport. I, I because you've got and by the way the road is paid for that already there are some pay i mean look we all know that the ford plant has already lost they they knocked down two of the buildings the the land is available it's close to the browns facility now and if yep. you could figure out a way to make that into some kind of football destination between the two venues man you're in great shape well and you've got two interstates 480 and 77 there there's an rta line that runs from downtown all the way out to the airport so that infrastructure is in place. You're I, not like far from the turnpike either. Yeah, I think that that is the perfect location to put a new stadium. And for those that say, well, you can't build next to an airport, uh, SoFi Stadium is literally across the street from LAX. Now, granted, they dug 100 feet into the ground to 
because that building is so mad. I, I forget how many levels. I think it's like eight levels between the, the decks and the suites. It's like eight levels from field level all the way to the top of the, the upper deck or whatever. But they were able to build SoFi Stadium. And here's the other thing. Earlier, you you were asking about the roof situation on the existing stadium. Right. You are 100% correct. I wrote about this. I wrote about 1,500 words uh, on the station website, 923thefan.com, about just outlining everything that we've been talking about, where things are with the stadium and, and things like that. But I also laid out. So the existing stadium structure, which we're not even sure is going to be able to survive beyond 30 years, which is a comforting thought, uh, because again, it's sitting on man-made land. Not great. Um, they could build a roof over the stadium. However, it would have to be built as an independent structure because it, it can't be added on. Now, SoFi Stadium, funny enough, funny story, in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium is built this way. So I believe Mariners that. is, I, I think the old Safeco, I forgot what it's called now, but in Seattle is also built the same way where it's, uh, a, it's on a train track that's separate from the stadium. Right. And the reason for this, the reason they did that in Los Angeles with this, this translucent canopy that goes over the field and it's open air that uh, SoFi actually, they call it a dome. It's not a true dome because it's open air, but it just has. Okay. Well, what they did was is because of the earthquakes, they're independent structures. So the roofs, the, the canopy system is 100% into I I I I am a big engineering architecture guy love that stuff so I watched a documentary on this uh and they how they how and why they built those independent structures uh for earthquake protection so uh but it's fascinating but basically that's what the browns would have to do with first energy stadium is build a separate canopy to go over the existing stadium and I think what they would have to do, obviously, they'd have to basically enclose the whole building. They could not leave it open air. And I think, too, Andy, for the structure, the steel and even the concrete, they would need to enclose it to protect it from the weather long term, which right now it doesn't have those type of protections. So um, it you know, is it's pop- interesting that the, the more we talk about this, Daryl, the more I I wonder what a stadium like Michigan stadium would be like if they built that here in Northeast Ohio, because the majority of that stadium is underground. It's a bowl. It's, oh, it's in oh, the ground. The it's a bowl. Gotcha. Oh yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. The big house. Um, at where Ohio stadium is almost is all above ground except for the, well, I shouldn't say that the lower deck and the field is actually uh, even with the water table with the old Tangier river. That's a, I don't know if you remember, there used to be a track in Ohio stadium and they got yes. rid of the track. They had to lower the field because the stadium was was near its structural integrity at 100 years and that they built around the outside of the existing stadium. Like when you walk in, you can still see the walls of the old stadium in there. Yep. And I wonder, you know, when and I by think the way, about one, one fact sure. about Ohio Stadium, the piles, yeah. yeah, the piles were dug by hand. They literally had men lined up. This is what type of geniuses uh, used to live in this country and generations ago. They literally had dudes in straight lines lined up digging the holes for the piles to hold the stadium up by hand with shovels. 
That is a true. I've seen pictures. It is incredible. It's an incredible feat of engineering. But and yeah, I also, I, you, I, know, you, you can't do that at First Energy. You, there's only so deep you can go. I think First Energy is either 19 or 20 feet below street level. The field is. And those um, are the originals. If, if I'm not corrected, Daryl, or if I'm if I'm correct, and I believe I am, those piles or pillars that were the structural you know, holding points of the old stadium, they kept for the new stadium. That um, they were able to use the original footers. It's the only thing that existed that they used from the original. I just I remember my dad was on the construction of this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, some of it because remember the the old stadium was more of a hor- uh, more of a horseshoe. Horseshoe, correct. Wide wide horseshoe which allowed him to, you know, fit baseball in there. And originally that stadium was built for the 1930s something 32, Olympics. 32 Olympics, yeah. Yeah, they were hoping to get the, and, the Olympics and it never happened. And you know where most of the stadium is now, right? Yes, it's in the lake. That is correct. Except for the chair that sits behind me, seat number 12, not sure of the section, but I have seat number 12 uh, from the old stadium in my home office. I Darryl, can't I think what I'm going to do because I'm when you I, can, I can't sit in it because I'm afraid I'm gonna get lead poisoning if I get a splinter. So <laughs> I also have a chair from that same probably from one of the yellow seat sections, and I will put that uh, when you can actually see us when we go video in this uh, podcast. Uh, I'll have mine behind me. You can have yours behind you, and we can sit in them and do the show. It'll be great. <laughs> Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Daryl. Uh, I, I think we can call it a show. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? Sorry, we shouldn't. Who should pay for this thing? <laughs> I hate to go well, off the air without talking about that. Yeah, it is, it is something that they are really going to have to figure out. And that's the other part of this, too, is that I, I think I you know a billion dollars or something was thrown out there. Look, we know that uh, Buffalo's new open air stadium is going to cost $1.4 billion. I don't know why. I don't know how. Certainly not going to pay that kind of money for a building you can only There's use. There's a lot of tax money going into that, too. If you look at the breakdown, yeah, it's, where it's, that it's over 800, yeah, 800, a record $850 million. Um, you know, the, the Guardians and the Cavaliers got a, got a pretty decent deal. Cavaliers paid 115 of the 185 million dollar renovation to the, the the field house. The Guardians are going to pay 150 million of the 435 million dollar renovation that's about to begin at Progressive Field. The city and the county are going to pay over 100 million. Um, actually, it's over 120 million each. I forget how much of that is number. from syntax money, though. Um, a chunk of it, and then. Uh, the state is kicking in like 30 million for it. So um, 
you know, that's the other reason why the Browns are doing this now, Andy, because first of all, they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know how, what the scope of what they're going to do once they make that decision, right? Do we renovate? Do we move into something new? Then they have to figure out, okay, what's it going to cost to do either plan A or plan B. Then, then you get to the third step of, okay, now how do we pay for it? How do we do the public private partnership? I will tell you, uh, the more the Browns pay for, the more expensive for fans it's going to be because that's just the way it is. It well, case in point, let me let me back up what you're saying. Originally, Nationwide Arena in Columbus for the Blue Jackets we had a lot more public funding. They took it to a vote. The voters said no. So what happened was the McConnells and the group, you know, the, the Wolves and all the, the big names in Columbus at the time said, okay, we're going to pay for the venue or as, as much as they – as much as they needed to pay for the venue to make it happen. And in the end, you pay more for the tickets. So it's one way right. or another, you're going to end up paying for some of it. Right. I mean, but so- you have more of a choice. I mean, you, you truly have, like, I don't know. I think it's a, it's super hard sell right now. Right. By the way, the same thing happened for the Columbus crew when they originally, they had a, um, they were pl- planning on putting them out in um, Dublin, Dublin turned them down. They ended up, getting a sweet deal from the state by putting uh, the original crew stadium that was first soccer specific stadium in the country on the state fairgrounds. And the state fairgrounds said, well, if you ever move or something goes on, we can buy it back for a dollar. And that's what happened. And now they're still using it for stuff. They put a bubble in it. Now it looks awesome when you're driving down 71 and you go by there, you can see that they're still using that stadium. So, I mean, it's going to get paid. I just think it's a really hard sell right now to tell someone who's paying $5 a gallon for gas Right. That, oh, by the way, you need a new stadium today. Right. And, well, I, and again, I, that's why you're right. Right. You know, and again, want to be clear, the Browns are not doing that right now. Right. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. They have to figure out, can, can they extend the life of First Energy Stadium? Is the development project that they're in uh, supporting with the city and the land bridge and all that, is that going to happen? Because that's, look, I mean, that's a vital part of what the Browns you know, to to their credit, they're trying to enhance the game day experience here and and not have it just be go get drunk in the parking lot before the game, walk mm. up to the game, you know, watch four quarters of football, walk back to your your car. They want to make it a more immersive experience, similar to what the Guardians and the Cavaliers have been able to do uh, on the south side of downtown, just north of the Interbelt. So, um you know, that that's a, a big part of this scenario. And again, we're seven years out. So let's say you take two years or you take a year to figure out what you want to do, the feasibility of it, right? right? Another year to start kind of drawing up some plans. And also you get through all the political red tape of what's going to happen with the, the, the lakefront development project. If that is a yes, then you stay on the lake, you renovate, you you know extend the life of the building and whatever, right? If it's a no, now guess what? You're five years away from your lease, you have four or five years away from your lease expiring. And guess what you have in your back pocket? You have some architectural renderings of a potential new stadium. And you can say, all right, since we are not going to be able to provide the, the fan experience and the bang for the taxpayer's buck, by putting more hundreds of millions of dollars into the existing building, it's falling apart. It's going to cost a bloody fortune just to keep the thing running. It already is right now. 
you know what? Let's just build a new facility somewhere, make it a retractable roof or just an enclosed building altogether. We'll be able to use it 365, 24-7, have more events, really get the bang for the buck for the taxpayer and get more big events here, which, oh, by the way, the Browns could then be eligible for, let's see, the Final Four, the Super Bowl, college playoff games, uh, all kinds of championship bowl games. Just tons and tons of stuff that you can do. Con- so, more concerts. Yeah, all kinds of things. So so these are the things that they they then can, you Conventions. know. Conventions. Yeah, yeah, you know, present to the general public. So there's a lot right now to just say, well, the Browns are asking for a new stadium. That's factually incorrect. That's not what's happening. Right. And, and right now is the perfect time for them to sit down, assess what they have, assess what they need, what their vision is going forward, get the pulse of the city of Cleveland and where uh, political leaders are as far as getting that lakefront development. Because look, Randy Lerner, I remember, tried to get lakefront development done, didn't happen. Hell, they rezoned. So where those uh, across this, where where it's a big giant parking lot right now on the north side of the stadium, the old warehouses that they took down for the NFL draft. So, that was all rezoned in 2012 for uh, to allow for construction. Like on the west side, I think you can build up to 10 floors high. And then on the east side, no more than four floors high. And that's to accommodate the flight path of Burke Lakefront oh, Airport, which, sure. oh, by the way, for the billions of people out there that say Burke Lakefront Airport sucks, it's a waste of land, it needs to go away. I'm here to tell you that is not happening. It is not happening anytime soon. They just, they, they can't. It's getting too much federal money, and it's not closing. It like takes 20 years. Saint, it took St. Louis like 20 years to close a regional airport. So Burke is not going anywhere. Chicago figured out how to get rid of theirs pretty quick, though. <clears throat> yeah, but they also have two big, massive airports, Midway and O'Hare. That's True. another thing. But the know? thing is, is we don't have the commercial flights coming in here. I mean, you can still land right. the private stuff. And Cuyahoga County is expanding, too. They're building another, uh, not another hangar, but another thing for... Uh, the the private air airline that flies out of there that does all that you know the, yeah. the, the and, and by the way, Burke Lakefront yeah. Airport also yeah. sits on man-made land. Sure. So, but I think houses would probably fit better there. And how much probably, could you? Make? But I'm just telling you, it isn't going anywhere. Uh, I forget the specific law or regulation, but when you're when you receive federal dollars for your facility for infrastructure upgrades, especially airports, like there's a timeline here, and. Yeah, so Burke Lakefront is not a viable stadium site, so everyone just get that out of your minds. Think I-77 and 480. Or I'm, I'm sorry, I-71 and 480. I-77 and 480 is rock side. That would be the worst place to put a stadium. There is land over there, but that's There is, but, uh, uh, but seriously, think. I've heard ice rinks are going up there, so. But that's what I hear. I think Daryl, it's been fun, man. We got to roll here. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's been fun. You ready to do it? Any last or final thoughts on this? We're, we're good. We're good. I think we got th- a lot I of think, thoughts. I think, we co- I think we covered it all. <laughs> I do too. We do want your feedback though at Game Day CLE. So why don't you hit us up on that? Uh, we'll be doing a mailbag show shortly. So hang tight with us. We are back again. I guess are we back on Thursday or later this week? We'll see. Just because the the week is a little bit messed up. But yeah, we're back. We, yep. we'll, we'll drop another show there. later this week as well. Thanks for listening. It's always Game Day in Cleveland, produced by the amazing Meredith Kane. We appreciate all the hard work she's putting into this show as well, and we appreciate you. For listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. 
We will talk to you next time on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.